Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is May 27, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Coronavirus rant. And I was going to change up the format, but it just seems like it's just since the states are reopening, that it's just the cases are going through the roof. I mean, uh, at the time that you hear this, this show, we're going to be well over 100,000. Um, the numbers right now for the United States, 1.7 million cases confirmed, 353,000 recovered, 99,000 not. 99,462 deaths. Okay, so when you hear this on May 27th, it'll be well over a thousand. And probably by July or August, we'll be at two million. Um, you know, what else can I add on to this, man? Um, I'm I'm kind of torn about the mass thing because the the carbon dioxide goes back into your system and it damages your respiratory system. So, I'm kind of torn on that. My job requires me to wear a mask, so that's really the only time that I wear it. Um I keep one on me just in case I go into an establishment where they require me to wear a, a mask, but just wearing it constantly all the time, no. I mean, just you see people walking around with like the mask, like with their nose uncovered, just human instinct. It's just not um, normal to have something covering your mouth and your nose. So. um, You know. I just, you know, I, I, you have to do your research and come up with your own treatment plan to combat this thing. Um, you have to change your diet. You have to, you know, just do something every day to boost your immune system and just put yourself in a healthier position. 
position than you were before. I mean, you have to change really everything that you do. Um, like I'm not a big vegetable guy, but like I said before in a previous episode, I drink V8, the V8 juice every day now. Um, just to get some vegetables in my system and help my immune system. Um, no new symptoms, which is a good thing. Um, so nothing to report on that front. Um, I, again, I don't like how they're trying to fast track a vaccine. Um, what we've been told is 12 to 18 months to properly vet a vaccine and they're trying to get one up by the end of the year. So, you know, I don't want to be a crash dummy for that vaccine. Um, and I don't like vaccines anyway, because nobody can tell me what's in it. Nobody can tell me what's going to be the side effects from taking it. Um, and I don't like it. Um, says meat shortages loom, which I really don't care about. I'll become a vegetarian. I don't care. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know what I'm saying? When push come to shove, I'll start hunting deer, bro. <laughs> You know, I heard a, a famous rapper once say, you better learn how to fish and hunt. And it, it's getting to that point. I know how to fish. I know how to hunt. So um, I would advise everybody to get in that position because you never know what it's going to come down to, man. Um, I mean, it's just. The world is a different place now, and it's just amazing how the world can just change in six or seven months. But like I said, later on this year, if this thing just goes away, you know, you, I mean, come on. There's no conspiracy theory if if this thing just evaporates without a trace. Right. So. um, You know, hopefully, um, you know, we can just get through it. That's really all I can say. So that's the Corona coronavirus rant for May 27, 2020. Moving on to my next non-Florida State topic, which is our movie theaters done. Uh, I think they're done for now. Um, I don't think I don't see movie theaters opening again this year. Um, movie theaters are historically not the cleanest places to be. Um, you know, after each movie, the 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 people who work there will come and sweep and stuff, but they don't like sanitize the seats and all that stuff. And then like um, the movie. Uh, was an outbreak where the dude got sick and he was in the theater and he started coughing and stuff and all the droplets got in the air and he infected everybody. Come on. Who's going to be subjected to that? Um, and most movie theaters don't have the proper ventilation to suck out. You know what I'm saying? Um so I don't I don't see movie theaters opening back up this year. I mean, 
the movie industry is probably just going to have to go straight to stream. And, you know, you're probably going to be looking at 20 to 25 dollars to see a movie. You know. And it is what it is. Um, you know, it's um, it's gonna be hard for the movie industry to come back as far as theaters. Um, driving uh, driving movies are making a comeback. I seen that over the weekend. So maybe they could do something like that where you could just watch the movie from your car or something like that. But um, I don't know, man. They got to do something. If they're going to keep this industry, the movie industry alive, the movie theater industry alive, I think movies will still be made. It's going to be hard. Um, given the. uh Given the uh, situation that the world is in right now, but, um, you know, hopefully we can come out on the other side better than what we were. So let me know what you think about that um, topic, that segment, and moving on to the next segment. Does this staff know the expectations at Florida State? Uh... I hope they know the expectations at Florida State. Um, you know, um, Odell Hagan said it. Top five competing for a national championship. I mean, that's the standard. That is the standard that Bobby Bowden set. And, you know, Jimbo Fisher said. Top five competing for national championships. And it's just a matter of can Norvell and his uh, staff get the players. I mean, that's with any football team, college or pro. Can you get the players to put your team in a better position to to uh, go for the goal? Um, I think most of these guys on this staff know they have to know the tradition at Florida State. They have to. I, I would imagine that most of the people, if not all of this, this staff, are they're probably football historians to an extent. And they just, they have to know what's the expectations for this fan base, from the fan base. Um, you know, not to keep bagging on Willie Taggart, but he certainly didn't live up to it. And, you know... I blame him a little bit. I blame the school a little bit because they didn't really want Willie Taggart. Um, that's why they kind of undercut him, undercut him, as far as getting, uh, you know, extra coaches and and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, if you a coach, you can coach. So, um, the offense that he was trying to run. With that, with those players, it just, you know, I think if he would have gotten Sam Howell, I think he would probably still be the coach at Florida State. I really do. That's how, that's how talented Sam Howell is. 
All right. Um, I think you you finished what six and six. I think you could have went eight and four with Sam Howell. Um, now North Carolina has better talent than or offensive line talent than Florida State, but you know it is what it is. We're just dreaming right now, but the expectations top five compete for a national championship and you know we'll just see what happens man like i always say we just have to wait and see what happens we don't even know if the season's gonna be played yet so let me know what you think about that segment uh next segment is entitled florida state three heisman trophy winners versus the university of florida their three heisman trophy winners um steve spurrier won his back in the I want to say the 60s. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Steve Spurrier. Heisman. Let's see what comes up. Yeah, Steve Spurrier won his Heisman in 1965. Let's see. University of the University of Florida Spurrier established himself as the one of the best passers in SEC history. Um, born in Miami, Florida, I didn't know that. Thought he was from Tennessee. He went to high school in Tennessee. Six two two zero three. Um. So, so Steve Spurrier versus Charlie Ward. I'm going to take Charlie Ward. I think Charlie Ward was a little bit more dynamic. And it's just going to be year by year. Well, not year by year, but I'm going to, as you go from oldest to the newest, as far as the Heisman Trophy winner. So I put Charlie Ward against Steve Spurrier, Chris Winkie against... Uh, Danny Warfel and then Tebow against Winston. So I give the edge to Charlie Ward. Um, he led his team to a national championship. Um, uh, Steve Spurrier had a good year, his senior year when he won the Heisman. Um, prolific passer, man. From the from the numbers that I'm looking at, um, night it's actually 1966 when he won it. So I don't need to go over Charlie Ward stuff. We already know his stuff and what he did in 1993. So we don't need to go over that. So so the first one I'm gonna give to Charlie Ward. All right. Chris Winkie versus Tim Tebow. Um, I don't know, man. Like, Winkie was definitely the better passer, but Tebow was definitely the better competitor. And he had a, he had a lot more heart. He had um, more. Um, he could rally that team more. I would say that with the exception of 
well, um, Peter Warwick and Percy Harvin would pretty much be a wash. So I would say that we had better talent than their national championship team in 1999. Um, but just for argument, just to be fair, I'm gonna give Tebow the edge over Chris Winkie. All right, or I'm sorry, Danny Warfel. Danny Warfel. I'm comparing Warfel and Winky. Um, I don't know, man. I, I messed up the comparison. Scratch what I said previously. So it's Danny Warfel versus Chris Winky. Danny Warfel had a weak arm, but he had a lot of great talent around him. Fred Taylor, Riddell Anthony, uh, Ike Hilliard. Uh, I forget the other receiver, man. Um, the one who beat us in 1997 because of Bobby Bowden. Uh, I can't think of his name. Jaquez Green. That might be it. Um, I give the edge to Winky, man. I give Florida State the edge on all of them. I think we had better quarterbacks than all three of them. Period. I don't even need to compare Tebow and Winston. Winston is definitely a better quarterback than Tebow. Um, I give the edge to um, Florida State and all of them. Last topic. One or two 1,000-yard receivers. Um, it's going to be hard. One or two 1,000-yard receivers in 2020. It's going to be hard for uh, Tamori and Terry. Because the, the defense is basically, the secondary is basically going to rotate to him. So somebody else is going to have to step up. So I think it's just going to be one. And I, I don't know who it is, but, um, you know, Tamori and Terry ain't going to be able to go deep like he's been doing. I think they're going to keep a safety over top of him at all times. So it's going to be really hard. Um, DJ Matthews, uh Keyshawn Helton, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe one of these rookies coming on could do it. It's going to be hard, though, especially when your offensive line sucks. That's what's going to make it infinitely difficult. Um, But we did have a 1,000-yard receiver last year to Maury and Terry, and we pretty much – our offensive line sucked then, so – um, like I always say, man, we got to see what happens. Got to see what happens. Um, So that's going to conclude this episode. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Be safe. Be kind. Be courteous. And as always, go Knowles.